Hey mamas, I'm Alyssa, your mama and me RD. I'm a registered dietitian and mama of two. I specialize in nutrition and feeding for infants and toddlers. Welcome to Nutrition for Littles, a podcast dedicated to helping you raise healthy, confident, and intuitive eaters. Nutrition is kind of my thing, and I love sharing it, but honestly, the 30 seconds Instagram gave me on my stories just wasn't cutting it anymore. Join me each week as we go deeper and tackle topics like picky eating, mealtime struggles, baby-led weaning, and fostering a healthy relationship with food, and so much more. I'll try to be short, but I plan on answering your actual real-life questions using your examples. I will walk you through actionable strategies to help you protect and preserve your child's innate ability to listen to their bodies and eat intuitively. Let's jump right into today's topic. All right. Hello. Welcome back, mamas. I am so excited you're here for another episode of Nutrition for Littles. So today I'm really excited to share with you some ideas and thoughts behind playing with food. So I'm going to start by saying how important this is. So with our littles, um, we want to make sure that they're playing and engaging with food and creating positive experiences with food over and over and over again. This is really important because um, it's going to make it easier when you go to serve these foods, um, expecting or wanting them to eat it, that they're going to be already familiar with it. And it's going to be kind of a lower pressure um, situation already because it's not the first time that they're seeing these foods. So um, the other thing I want to mention here as well is I don't recommend that you let them play at the table like with toys. However, food can be a really great play tool for them um, while they're at the meal. So especially when they're young, like I would probably say four and under, absolutely encourage and allow playing with their food. (laughs) I know this goes against probably everything you were raised with, um, but really playing with that food gives them space and time to experiment and really feel like um, the food is a positive experience for them. If we're constantly telling them to not play with their food, don't touch your food, don't pick up it with your hands, use your silverware, um, it can start to kind of be a negative situation. Now, I will say once they hit four and above or five and above, there's definitely certain types of play that you want to limit. Um, obviously, we all want a respectful child at the dinner table who's not making a scene. Um, but as you kind of see, you'll see your child kind of step through these phases of when they're a baby, smashing the food on their face, in their hair, onto their plate, um, maybe throwing it a little bit, maybe um, moving it around, you know, moving it through their fingers, all sorts of different ways that they're playing with their food all the way through, you know, threes and fours, you're going to see them be a little bit more advanced with their play, which is completely normal and should be allowed to an extent. Now, obviously, if the play is going on for a significant amount of time and they're no longer eating, they're probably done with the meal and you can excuse them. Um, If the food playing is getting really rowdy, like they're throwing foods, obviously that's unacceptable. Um, You need to kind of set those boundaries and decide what kind of play is allowed and what kind of food or what kind of play should be something that um, is managed by you, right? So 
I think setting that boundary verbally, then going through the motions of telling them when they've crossed that boundary, and then, like I've said in previous episodes, ending the meal if it gets to a point where they're getting into it too much. But I can't... um, I can't overstress how important playing with food really is. Um, eating is not just a taste experience, right? So a lot of times we think of eating as just with our mouths, but honestly, we eat with our eyes, we eat with our nose, and we eat with our hands. Um, we really use, honestly, probably all the senses while we're eating, um, but it's very important to allow them to explore those foods first through touch and through eyesight and through Um, all the different kind of senses that they may use to make them feel more comfortable around food. Okay, so now we have that out of the way. And I know if you guys follow me on Instagram at MamaAndMeRD, you probably already know that I encourage food play. But today we're going to talk about some specifics and how you can encourage or set up some different food play um, experiences for your kid so they can get more used to different foods. Okay, so the first thing I want to recommend that you do is kind of make a list, whether that's on paper or in your head, of foods that either your child has not yet experienced or been exposed to, foods that are your kid's favorite, foods that your kid generally accepts, and foods that they don't typically like. Um, So we kind of have these different categories of foods. So while I'm going through these ideas, kind of uh, plug and play some of those different foods for them into these ideas. So let's say, for example, your child has zero experience with broccoli. Broccoli might be a great way to introduce on their plate one night. And then if they're not interested, maybe a few days later, you do one of these play activities. Or maybe the first time you introduce them to broccoli, it's through a play activity, low pressure, no pressure to eat at all. Um, And that's the first time that they experience broccoli. And then once they see it on their plate, they're a little bit more, more familiar with it. There's no rhyme or reason or best or worst way to do this, but I will say be careful not to only give foods that your kiddo doesn't typically eat or is picky about um, during food play. You don't want to be, how do I say this? You don't want to be intentional to kind of uh, bring in these foods all the time that they're not happy with. I would slide them in amongst other foods that they're um that are favorites, right? So um, you just don't want to only do food play activities with foods that they aren't loving. I hope that makes sense. So you kind of want to play with it. But um, so first, I'm going to come up with a few ideas with you um, about how to play with food at the table. And then we're going to go into more like playroom activities that you can use food um, in that arena as well, which is totally an exposure and a low pressure way to experience the food without actually having to eat it. Okay, so at the table, some really great ideas to present food is using food cutters or cookie cutters. That's what I'm looking for. So cookie cutters, I was really against. So before I got really into picky eating and researching and learning about all this stuff, I was kind of like, why would you need to do that? That's so much work. This is Pinterest, just like commandeering our life and making us feel like bad moms because we're not cutting out tiny little hearts out of their pancakes or whatever, right? Um, It used to honestly kind of boil my blood a little bit because it felt like so much work just to put food on the plate. And then kind of in my head was like, where does it stop? Like all of a sudden they're 18 and you're still cutting them little dinosaurs out of their sandwiches. It's ridiculous, right? At least that's how I felt. And then once I hit the research, it's not so much about always doing it. It's about the novelty. 
Kids love novelty and something new and unique and different and exciting. And it's just about opening up an invitation to come and check out what's on the plate. Have you ever set down a plate of food and your kid immediately rejects it and you don't even feel like they looked at it? Because I totally have had that experience and I know mamas out there have too. So this is a great way to open their eyes to the food that's on their plate and get excited about a star or a fish or a heart or whatever. Um, So these can be found pretty cheaply on Amazon. But of course, you can just use a knife. These kids are not judging your artwork skills here. They just need an invitation to play. So use a knife, cut out some fun shapes, some smiley faces in their peanut butter and jelly, whatever it takes to get them to kind of look at it. And of course, you don't have to do this. Um, And definitely, I don't recommend doing it every time because that's a lot of work. Um, But it is a great way to kind of open that invitation to the plate. Um, Another thing that introduces novelty is using either toothpicks or food picks. So food picks are great because they're food safe and they usually have blunt um, edges so that it's not super sharp, which we don't want to give our kids obviously access to. Very sharp toothpicks, but um, that can be a fun one. Another great way to add novelty to the um, eating experience is to let them serve themselves. So letting them use the tongs to move the asparagus to their plate or um, anything like that is really novel and exciting for them. You can also make faces or cool designs out of the food on the plate. So if you had strawberries and a banana and pancakes and granola or something around those lines, you can use the granola for the hair, the strawberries for the eyes and the banana for the smile, um, pancakes underneath the eyes or something like that or on a, you know, a big pancake with the face on top, things like that being really creative about how you're presenting the food. There are a lot of really fun plates and utensils out there for you if you're interested and wanting to um, invest in some of those pieces to use for future kids as well. They can be really fun. So um, I kind of link a few in my Instagram so go check them out there. Um, Eventually I have like an Amazon shop I've been working on to put together for you guys. Um, You absolutely do not have to invest in this but I just want to let you know that they do exist. They're super fun and novel and exciting for kids. Now, I will say if you have multiple children, you need to, and I think I've talked about this before, but you need to make sure that either there's one enough for all of them or have a system in place of how and who gets which plate when, so there's no extra tantrums. So have that in your back pocket. Um, We have a really fun tractor plate that has like a pusher and a digger and all these different kinds of utensils that goes along with it. And it makes the eating experience really fun because they're digging out food, they're pushing it onto their fork. You know, it's kind of, um, it's set up to play with the food on their plate, which is super fun. Okay, so that's just some at the table that you can do. Obviously, there's thousands more ideas. You can definitely follow my Instagram for more. Um, And I mean, there's lots of different Instagrams and Pinterest accounts and things out there dedicated to this. So definitely check that out. Okay, so now I want to move into the playroom activities. So this is away from the table, no expectation of eating, tasting, or anything along those lines. So this is taking food out of the kitchen and into the playroom so they can have positive experiences with those foods in a non-pressure or no-pressure way. So some ideas that I have for you. So Play-Doh is the first one. So Play-Doh is really great because you can make it from home. Um, There's several recipes I can post on my Instagram for you, but um, you can make it from home. You can include your child in 
the experience of making the Play-Doh and then playing with it. Um, That exposes them to food and in the kitchen as well. But then also using Play-Doh to make food. So in our house, we make carrots a lot because they're really easy. You literally just roll it like a snake, make one end pointy, and then carve out like a little bit of lines. So that's really fun. Um, Something like a carrot. Or you can come up with new and unique foods that you can try to model in the Play-Doh. Um, The other one that I grew up doing, and probably a lot of you have seen this or heard of this, but using fruit and vegetables as a painting stamp. So you actually cut the fruit in half like an apple and stamp it in paint and then on the paper, and it makes a beautiful apple stamp. Um, The other thing you can do specifically with potatoes is you can cut those ones in half and then carve out a picture into the potato half and then use it as a stamp. So although you're still using the potato, the end stamp is actually like a cool picture that they can carve, which is really fun. And I think easiest for toddlers is just like lines or circles or scribbles or whatever. And you can just use a knife to do this or um, or a toothpick even. So you can try to do that. Um, those are really fun. You can. There's a thousand ideas. Almost every fruit or vegetable works with this. Um, so that's a great idea. The other thing is making jewelry. So we've all kind of see the, seen this, I feel like. Um, pasta, uh, Cheerios, <laughs> any sort of cereals that can go on a string and making jewelry out of it is a great option. You can also do things like popcorn and cranberries like we see at Christmas time. Um, you can get super fancy and dry fruits like oranges and apples and string those Um I, I can't imagine a fruit or vegetable that wouldn't work in this scenario, probably like uh, bananas, unless you do banana chips and cut out a little hole in the middle. I think there's a lot of opportunity here to make it unique and different and implement, like I said, those foods that maybe they're not so familiar with um, in this way. Also sensory bins. So if you follow me on Instagram, you know I'm not actually a huge fan of sensory bins because they are so messy. I have never had an experience with a sensory bin that doesn't end up all over my floor and then I'm just vacuum up rice. So I will say that at the top. But if you're interested, if you're into sensory bins, I think this can be a great opportunity to introduce things like beans, rice, lentils, even pasta, like dried pasta we've done as well. Um, All sorts of different shapes and sizes. And then you can put their tractors in there or even kitchen utensils in there to get them interested in playing with that food. Um, Cornmeal is another one that I saw um, going around that I've never tried. And I don't know how great that would be for like food exposure, like how often are we feeding cornmeal, but it is a great sensory option as well. Um, The other one you can do is mashed potatoes. Uh, Once they're cool, can be kind of formed, kind of like um, wet sand. So you can play with that. Now, this will get extremely messy and probably in their hair. So be wary of that, but that's kind of fun. The other one that I love to do is painting with food. So instead of using a paintbrush, you use a carrot or a stem of broccoli or, you know, whatever fruit or vegetable you have laying around. There's really none that wouldn't work. Obviously, some might work better than others, but this is a really fun experiment to see how different fruits and vegetables pick up the paint and put it on the plate or um, or the paper. So sorry, in my head, I was thinking a paper plate because that's what we were painting on. Um, but this is a really great option to get exposure as well. Obviously, low pressure. Um, another really fun one is to freeze food um, items in like a cube of ice and then have them chip away at it or pour war- warm water on it to kind of rescue that fruit or vegetable. Um, it's really fun to play a guessing game, like which fruit or vegetable do you think is in there? Let's check it out, you know, and then getting really into 
once they've exposed the fruit or vegetable, figuring it out, figuring out which one it is. So that's a really fun idea. I think also um, just using dexterity to learn how to move things from one bowl to another or putting them through different slots or something along those lines. So you could have like, for example, a bowl of carrots and then you hand them small tongs and they can just move the carrots from one bowl to another um, or whatever food kind of works for you. But they love doing that kind of stuff themselves. So I would recommend doing that. Um, Another great one is trying to experiment with coloring. So you can actually grind up certain foods and turn them into like a food paste that colors paint or colors water, and then you can paint with it. So I think that's really fun and an experiment, right? Will the broccoli turn the water green? Will the blueberries turn the water blue or purple? Or will it still be clear? There's lots of kind of room to learn around this one. Another great idea is actually using food to build. So this is really fun. I grew up with using like cheese cubes and grapes and toothpicks and building little structures out of them. This one you'll probably have to help them with, especially depending on how little your kiddo is. But I think this can be a really fun way to actually build something out of the foods. And I'm sure there's lots of different foods you can do this with, um, but cheese cubes work really, really well. Okay, and the last suggestion I have here for you is actually making scenes out of food. So having bowls of different types of food for them to use um, on their plate or on a sheet of paper that makes a beautiful scene. So you can use an orange, like uh, if you slice the orange down the middle and then just do really big rounds in the orange, you can use that for the sun and you can use broccoli for the trees and you can use herbs for the grass and then, you know, things like that. So you can kind of build out um, a nice, beautiful scene or scenic picture. You can glue it down or it can just be one of those things where you put it on there and then wipe it off and start over um, with a new sheet of paper or something like that. So I think that's really fun. Um, And then the only other thing I want to mention here for you is to not get overwhelmed. This does not have to be beautiful or perfect or um, Pinterest worthy. This is just something to get your kiddos interested in touching and looking at and getting um, experience being around this food, um, which can be really helpful later on when then you put it on their plate. If they have a positive experience of painting with broccoli, the next time they see it, they're going to get excited to see it, right? I think that's kind of the concept here. So I just wanted to give you guys these ideas of what you can do at the table or away from the table and encourage you to let them play with food, let them enjoy it, and um, make sure it's a positive experience. So I hope today's episode was really helpful for you. Uh, Let me know if you have any suggestions or ideas. I do plan on making a printable for you guys eventually with a ton more um, play ideas. So if you have any good ones, let me know. Okay. Thank you, mamas, for being here, and I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you're walking away with some tangible ways to bring some peace to your mealtimes. And if you like this episode, please subscribe and tell all your hashtag mom friends. And as always, the best compliment you can give me is leaving a rating and written review. You can find more from me on my Instagram, at mama and me rd that's mama dot and dot me underscore rd and please feel free to send me any questions or comments you may have email me at alyssa at mama and me rd dot com until next week mamas